It's interesting how spatially I am perceiving little things like on my screen is over here and over there. Have you noticed that like being online so much is just like, oh, I'm clicking this thing and I'm clicking, but I have a feeling like it's across the room, but not just across the screen. Does that make any sense? I, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I'm Robbie McDonald. And I'm Jordan Lee. We're two writers who've been friends for 15 years. Recently, we both discovered we have the shared experience of figuring out we have ADHD in midlife. Holy Shit, I Have ADHD is a platform for adults discovering their neurodivergence, as well as a way to spread awareness of ADHD. This is a podcast about ADHD, hosted by two people with ADHD. While each episode has a general theme, our meandering trains of thought mean we often cover several other themes in the process. We are not experts, simply two people sharing their experiences of discovering their ADHD in midlife. If you suspect you or someone you know may have ADHD, speaking to a medical professional should be part of your discovery journey. said like okay so we're just like counting in to start the audacity recording sure and then i was like i'm just gonna go over here like in my mind when i click like a few inches away on my computer screen it's as though i'm getting up and going across the room right like it's just i've just become so accustomed to that it'd just be like me getting up and like turning on a mic in a studio or something but i'm doing it like literally right wiggling this little mouse <laughs> it just it's, it's so I don't know. I feel sometimes like I'm so disembodied, but like I like there's something <laughs> in me that is like fused with all this technology. Like, uh, it's so interesting. Yeah. Well, you, you could also kind of think of it as like maybe maybe that's a sort of like maybe that's your brain's way of like what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, physiologicalizing <laughs> um, you kind of changing mindsets or like changing mental spaces um you know people people talk about like uh being able to walk around their their mind palace of memories or whatever maybe it's a kind of similar thing for you where you're like when you're switching tasks you just like you're using a different part of your brain or maybe you have to present socially differently or whatever um you know you got to be a little bit more animated because we've got an audience and all that stuff um (laughs) and so so yeah so maybe it's just kind of uh uh your your brain treats it like going to the office or something maybe (laughs) yeah that's so yeah like we're on set or we're in a studio or something yeah um yeah that was just that just like really like hit me really like strongly just as uh, we were talking so that's very cool but it is so nice to see you and you have a haircut yes i got my uh my semi-annual haircut uh a couple <laughs> weeks ago so yeah um it was just getting getting real real unruly so <laughs> but uh, uh yeah so it's much shorter now and well not that's not necessarily true the top is still fairly long but uh it doesn't look like a clown wig anymore which is kind of the, the important Ooh, part so <laughs> i would have gone more for like torture genius than clown wig but that's just my perspective fair i'll take it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah hi i'm i feel like shit hey yeah oh i'm sorry yeah um i'm here i'm glad i'm glad to be here i'm happy to see you i'm i just i'm going through another health hiccup and i don't get emotional about it but like my white blood cell counts are all over the place again i'm like what the fuck man like seriously 
I do everything right. I eat properly. I, I just like, I don't understand why um, I keep getting these strange autoimmune things. And it's really baffling yeah. me. And uh, it just really messes with my energy. So even if I get like 10 hours of sleep, I'm so fatigued and I can't get through the things that I would ordinarily sail through in a matter of minutes, you know, like writing a blog post is, is, you know, is kind of a joy for me. It's something I enjoy doing and I can't get to the end of things. Like I have all these unfinished documents and that's partly ADHD, but usually when I'm in deadline mode, I hammer that content out like nobody's business. Like I can write so many sentences, it'll make your head spin. Right. But right now I'm just like, Eh. And it's stuff I'm interested in. Like, you know, it's ADHD content for the center's blog. It's things for us, for our event. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to update my own website, like, which I just woefully neglected and I continue <laughs> to pay for. <laughs> and I'm just like, why is this even out there? It's supposed to be this, like, portfolio thing. And I haven't really been doing much with it. Um, but, yeah, yesterday I just kind of, I just really hit the wall hard. And I was, mm. you know, telling my my colleagues at work that I, you know, apologize for not being as, as dynamic and productive as I usually am. And like, they're, they're you know, they're supportive. They understand the ADHD sure. mind. They're medical professionals. They understand when you're sick, it's hard, but I just want to get my shit done. And yeah, I mean, we'll maybe talk about this a little bit, but I'm leaving for St. John's in a week. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going to the cadre conference. Like, holy crap. Like, I think it just hit me this morning. Like, how rad that is that I get to go to that and mm-hmm. um, that they've invited me and like not the cadre conference, but that I'm going as a, you know, as the writer and um, comms person for the, for the center and helping them. They're going to be filming a video. There's going to be all kinds of neat stuff happening, but I get to learn, like I get to go to all these neat, like, you know, like breakout sessions and stuff. Yeah. But also, uh, like I have to go and be around all these people I don't know and I'm like kind of scared like mm-hmm. I'm scared I won't be able to hear I'm scared I'll get overwhelmed I'm scared that it's going to be like all psychiatrists with like a gazillion <laughs> degrees that are going to try and analyze me when I'm just trying to have my coffee I don't know <laughs> I'm overthinking the shit out of it I'm actually really excited but I want to feel well I want to be like yeah, you know Alert and engaged and like able to do the things that I am setting out there to do because I want to also gather a lot of content for the for the center for the social media and for mm-hmm. the blog and everything right um, so yeah that's happening well that's going to be exciting um, I don't know it's it's you know I, I keep seeing these things about ADHD it's like we have these like it's either I'm completely underwhelmed and not doing anything or completely overwhelmed and also paralyzed. And I feel like that's what this is. It's like, you know, like one of the more prestigious kind of, or trusted, um, bodies that work bodies. That sounds so weird to me that, that work around ADHD and like, it's an umbrella organization. There's going to be Jesus. Sorry, Jordan. (laughs) That's okay. Um, I'm sorry, listeners. I just tapped the microphone. Um, it wasn't that bad. Uh, and then I just lost my train of thought, and that's classic. Anyway. Well, you're talking about uh, the prestigious nature of the CADRA conference. Yeah, well, just as it's a trusted organization, there's going to be a lot of people there that know a lot of things, and I just I feel like I want to um, get the most out of it and, and mm-hmm. show up as fully as I can and learn and, and, you know, maybe meet some other people and 
maybe let some folks know about what you and I are doing with the podcast. And yeah, um, but I haven't really asked you how you're doing. I'm sorry. I just kind of went. Bleh. No, that's OK. We take turns on this show. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm doing OK. Um, I've been I've been eating very, uh, very healthy lately, which is great. Lots of uh, lots of veggies, lots of fresh fruits, whatnot. But um, uh, part of that is that I'm I'm discovering that when everything that I eat is like insanely clean, uh, it it has been hard to force down all the calories that I need in a day when I'm getting most of it from like fresh veg and like, uh, uh, you know, legumes and things like that like i've eaten a couple of big salads and uh you know usually uh, uh do um like a wrap or something like chicken fajitas or something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like it i'm finding it i'm finding it a labor to get like 1800 2000 calories into me every day uh just because mm-hmm. it's it's like so much eating i just didn't you, you don't really kind of think about like how how calorie dense um, most processed foods are Uh, and then, or at least pardon me, I don't really think about how calorie dense most processed foods are uh, versus how, how low in calorie, but high in fiber like fruits and veg are. So, you know, I've been eating like, like, three carrots and like five mini cucumbers and like a bell pepper every day plus all the chickpeas and all this sort of stuff as part of uh part of my meals and and i feel great like don't get me wrong i'm 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 feeling very good energy wise mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like it's like fucking work to get all that food down over the course <laughs> of the day like <laughs> Because you're, I think one of the things is, is you're not on autopilot, right? Because when, yeah. when you eat foods like that, you almost, you kind of have to be more present just to prepare them. And then like the, the flavors are different. Like it's not like all enhanced with sugar and salt and food additives. So the flavors are not like really extra super spicy or whatever, like nacho yeah. chips are made of all the glutamine and all that garbage that goes into them. Right. So um, it, yeah, it's interesting that you talk about food because um, when I was looking at my blood work, I haven't actually talked to my doctor yet. I just know that all this shit's out of hand because mm. they give us access to these things now so I can see, <laughs> which I have been obsessing about and Googling things. But anyway, um, my cholesterol's high and I have mm. never had high cholesterol. I always like doctors have actually told me I'm going to live forever because my cholesterol's always been really, really good, but it's high all of a sudden, like out of the blue. And I'm like, oh, okay. So part of that is my age because I did research and apparently when your estrogen goes down, your cholesterol can go up. Mm. Um, But also I have been pretty consistently stress eating uh, potato chips, just plain potato Mm. chips um, and I'd like, or salt and vinegar and, um, and cheesies and chocolate bars, like, but like the, you know, (laughs) the bougie chocolate bars that are like wrapped and like elegant and whatever. And they're supposed to be all good for you, but there's, there's still spot varnish on the wrapper. (laughs) Like there's one that has like these silvers, like not silver green swirl things that I get at the, um, what's it called? The gourmet warehouse, which is supposed to be like discount gourmet stuff, but it's not really, it's still expensive. (laughs) Um, anyway, so all that to say, like, I, like we usually eat pretty well, but lately I haven't been. And we've also reintroduced meat back into our diet because I mm-hmm. had to do that friggin' low FODMAP thing because of all the gut issues I had. And as it turns out, red meat is one of the biggest contributors to high cholesterol. Mm. So now I'm like, okay, so I'm happy to go back to like some beans and stuff. But what if it causes my stomach to go sideways again? Like, it's just like, can I just... Like, 
fucking exist and like just like eat things that are good like salads yeah. yeah i mean i eat a lot of salads we can get back to eating more of them um but yeah when you talk about that it's like when you're thinking more about what you're putting into your body um then it does become it's more of an effort right and for, yeah. for us like adhd folks like what i would rather do honestly is on a sunday is just make a bunch of salad jars and maybe some overnight oats because sometimes I get overwhelmed with thinking about preparing something healthy. Sure. And then I give Osvaldo the look and he's like, DoorDash? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then we order Tacofino, which is like, got so much fat in it. It's delicious, but yeah. Yeah, so. the uh, I, I've also noticed um, uh, just the salt component of it has, um, I'm not going to say it like, you know, it, I, 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 don't, I don't know that there's, that, that I'm like, getting that much less salt but i guess i'm not getting salt bombs in the way that i used to anymore um mm. i after i don't know i think i'd gone like a week and a half or something without eating out at all uh so i went and got a and w for dinner last night um and yeah that was just that was just way too much fucking salt mm -hmm. i couldn't believe um how because you know like i said I, i've been eating uh healthy and that also i've been spacing it out a little bit um, like I've been kind of more consistent about like eating several times a day instead of like two enormous meals or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, like I haven't had whatever is in like a teen burger combo. Probably there's gotta be probably close to a thousand calories in there, mm -hmm. but I haven't had like a calorie and salt bomb like that for a week and change. And mm -hmm. I felt like fucking shit last night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you find I think, that I think your a, eyes got swollen? Cause that happens to me when I get too much salt, my face puffs up. No, but now that you mention it, um, I'm not sure whether it's a side effect of just uh, being kind of tired today, um, but my eyes definitely do feel a little bit sore this morning, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure whether that's salt or lack of sleep. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the salt thing too, like, and you remember when Hart was on the show too, he talked a little bit about this, and I think this is so interesting how we, um, ADHDers, like we have this like... Uh, dopamine hit that we get from crunchy things right sure and so like chips and stuff like that for me even though i know rationally are not the most ideal thing and chewing on a carrot would probably be better there is something so satisfying to me about a really good not too crunchy not like kettle hurt your mouth crunchy chips but like just the perfect kind of crunch that i don't know it just sends me to this blissy place <laughs> you know, and so I've got yeah. to find something else that I can crunch on that um, will not, um, you know, coat my arteries with things that shouldn't be in there <laughs> or whatever. Right. I just can't even believe we have these conversations sometimes. It's like, oh, my blood is fucked up and my cholesterol. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that's just that's just aging, man. That's just that's fucking getting old. And, mm -hmm. and you got to. You know, I'm, I'm 40. I'm going to have to go in and get like a, a prostate exam probably this year at, uh, at my physical for the first time. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Like, I mean, for women, there's a whole other host of things. But sure. oh, my goodness, for the last few years, I can't even say it like I or I say it in the most glib way. Like, oh, fuck, I got to go get a mammogram. I hate it. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like it's great that the, it's there. Um, and that, you know, they're consistent with following up and making sure that I do it. But at the same time, there is something so deeply unpleasant about having your boobs squished between these metal plates. And there's no other way to do the test. Like they have yeah. all these like 
posters in different languages at the clinic. Like, this is why we have to, you know, cause you all this distress and harm because it has to be done this way. Because most right. women, I'm sure, are like, why? Can't you just do a blood test? But it doesn't, apparently, it's not the same. Gotta squish those boobs. <laughs> 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 And I'm sure your prostate will be fun too. I know someone going through a prostate issue right now and it's, it's, uh, it's not pleasant. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just glad that they don't have to squish it between two sheets of metal. So <laughs> like while you're standing there with this person, you don't know who's like in your face and your armpits also in their face. And it's like, and they tell you not to wear, um, deodorant. Right. And, and like, you can't put anything like, and then, and you've got like, it's so, it's so intimate and weird and awkward and it can be a horrible experience depending on the person providing it too. Like I've had women that have been so lovely and just like, they make me feel at ease. And then there's other women that it's just like, I may as well not even be there or I'm like an irritant and I just feel right. like really, really bad, but it's actually really cool. A couple of times they'll leave the the um like there's a separate room of course where they're looking at the inside of your body right and sometimes they'll leave it up and i can't even help hmm. myself i have to go take a picture because i'm like that's yeah, the yeah, inside yeah. of my body so cool you know and then of course i'm looking is there anything too dark like what's happening i can't even read i'm not a radiologist what the fuck am i thinking right? <laughs> like i'd be the kind of person that would probably post that on some forum does this look breast like does it look healthy but i haven't done that but Anyway, yeah. you're right, though. There is this weird there's a very weird intimacy to uh, to medical procedures, especially mm-hmm. certain kinds of things like that that are, you know, about our our, our, our bathing suit areas. Um, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to share a little bit too much here. Um, but she's uh, when would this have been? Mm, over five years ago now, uh, I I thought I had a lump on my testicle, uh, oh, so I had to go and get an ultrasound done. And yeah, that was just that was incredibly fucking awkward. <laughs> just like you know, this I, I just I just felt bad for this like poor young woman who is like you know just. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, it turned out to not be anything, which Thank I was goodness. very grateful for. But um, uh, yeah, that was just that was just a fucking awkward morning, man. Like, <laughs> right? And like, yeah, the, the the person probably has to do like twenty of those in a day. Yeah, right. And it just, yeah, I always like feel, I feel the humanity of the people performing all these different tests, and I also sometimes, like I was saying, like. I went for an ultrasound not that long ago, and I told her right away, I'm like, I'm mostly deaf. And so she starts yelling. I'm like, oh, honey, you don't need to yell. Like, that makes it worse for me, and I'm going to get really stressed yeah. out, which isn't good for either of us. So just, yeah. Um, but, like, there really isn't that much need for talking during that whole process anyway, and which is another right. thing. <laughs> Do we even have a theme today that we were going to talk about? We just kind of... No, like, we was just catch up today. There's, oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, we're just, uh, you know, we, we've had uh, a couple of, of great interview episodes uh, the last few on the show, mm-hmm. but we haven't had just uh, us shooting the shit main feed catch up for a little bit. So that's what this is. Awesome. Um, so something, speaking of which, that you that you mm-hmm. alluded to earlier mm-hmm. was, uh, well, a month from yesterday, we are going to be presenting the OMG I Have ADHD conference in Vancouver. Yes. Can you believe it is only a month away already? I sure can't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm so excited about it and also overwhelmed and thrilled um so yes it is i mean i 
we've been calling it a conference, but I wouldn't call it a conference per se. It's just kind of like, sort of like a speaker series, if you will. Um, yeah, and, sure. And uh, we've got amazing people coming on. So Hart Kaplan is coming, uh, mm-hmm. who was on the show recently. Friend of the show, Ryan Walter Wagner, is in, which is amazing. Excellent. Santina Maschiel, who's also incredible a bit on the show. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Anita Parra, Dr. Anita Parra, PhD, who's the educational director at the... Um, Adult ADHD Center where I've been working. And um, awesome. Gurdeep was originally going to join her, but he's on the other side of the world right now dealing with other stuff. So, But it's going to be incredible. I'm really excited about it. Um, this is the first time uh, doing kind of an in-person thing um, in a long time for me. And I used to love bringing people together like with all the events that I used to do in Calgary. And I've done a few things here and there. But this is going to be for people who don't like like what's next like you're either like on the discovery path and you're trying to get a diagnosis or you just got a diagnosis and you're like now what um and what i think is really cool about the people that are going to come on is that they all have such different perspectives right Mm -hmm. um like i really uh appreciate ryan how ryan has carved out a creative life for himself um and, and and that is aligned with his adhd he doesn't try to force himself into places he knows wouldn't um, be sustainable for him. Um, and then of course Hart has like so many juicy ideas and he's so smart and well-spoken and Santina and, and yeah, I'm just really excited. Um, it's going to be at the, um, city studio. And the fact that I took that, um, that program with SFU last year kind of bodes well for that because they, they partner with SFU and other schools. And it's kind of this neat sort of space that's underneath the Canby Bridge. Um, and uh, it's open and airy and uh, the comfortable chairs and lots of room uh, to social distance if you need to. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So like if Me you're, too. you know, I haven't got the Eventbrite page done yet because I've been all over the fucking place, but I have to get that done. Maybe I should try to get that done before we post the show so that people can sign up for it. Um, sure. So if you are in Vancouver or the lower mainland area, um, we'd love for you to come, but that don't let that limit you either because we're going to record it. So if you're not able to come in person, we're going to have a, something that we put up on YouTube for free. Is that right, Jordan? Yeah, so yeah. we've got our, uh, our our YouTube channel. Uh, there's no public content up there right now. It's just sort of where we store the uh, uh, the bonus content for our Patreons. Mm. Patreon.com slash holy shit, I have ADHD. Uh, sign up for as little as a dollar Canadian a month. Um, and and but yeah, uh, so we'll we'll be uh, putting uh, the uh, different talks that we get up on there, and that will be available for everyone publicly. Um, I would also say from the other end of things, um, you know, don't don't let don't let not being uh, local to Vancouver discourage you in the other way either. If you want to spend a bunch of money on plane tickets and fly out from wherever, uh, you go ahead and do that. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, there will be absolutely nothing in it for you beyond getting to uh, shake our hands. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free will, to do that, though. though. <laughs> because you'll get to hear in person from some of these like really cool people who have, I think... Um, really valuable knowledge and insight and lived experience of ADHD. And uh, you can get great stuff online for that, but I think there's something so powerful about seeing someone share their story in person. 
Definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I guess what I meant was, um, I sh I'm not trying to downsell our conference here. I guess I guess that I meant that if, if you can't make it, uh, the same content will be there in some form eventually. Yes. But you're absolutely right. It will not have the same impact as it will uh, uh, being in the front row, uh, uh, you know, clutching your purse in your <laughs> lap or whatever. So, <laughs> Or clutching your pearls like, oh, I can't believe. Yeah, right. Um, maybe so when was the last time that you had to do any public speaking, Robbie? Oh, fuck. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I, I, oh, God. Okay, so there was a horrible experience at my old job when I had to speak to the entire, um, uh, the entire organization, but it ended up going on Zoom because it was like the first week of the pandemic or something, but it was mm -hmm. awful. But I, so I don't want to count that <laughs> one because it was just a terrible experience. Sure. Um, I did do a spoken word um, event. There used to be this organization called Rain, I think they were called Rain City Chronicles or something in Vancouver. And they used to do uh, spoken word events like at all these different venues around. And so I like shared a story that I'd written. Um, gosh, that would have been... It was a long time ago, like seven, eight years ago, easily. It was like at some big venue in East Vancouver. So it's been a long time for me. I mean, I've been doing a lot of things on Zoom. We do this podcast. When I did the SFU thing, I presented to the cohort quite right. frequently. But that's different than like getting up and like making sure you don't have anything on the front of your shirt and like talking to a, a group of people and inviting them into a space. Holy fuck, Jordan, mm -hmm. thanks for making me nervous. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make you nervous. I was just curious because I I don't know that I have ever done it before. Um, mm. Obviously, I I improvise regularly in front of people and I uh, host shows too. But that's mostly just kind of speaking extemporaneously. I know I've got a few beats that I need to hit. I need to say what show is coming up next week. I need to you know tell everybody to check out classes on the website. But I don't. You know, I'm not reading prepared remarks at all. So this is the first time I think ever that I will be having to prepare something, uh, uh, a piece of, of speaking that I will later have to deliver. So, yeah, I'm also a little bit scared, but uh, uh, excited. So, yeah. Woohoo! Yeah, I think it is mm -hmm. going to be really cool because the, the sort of the way that I'm envisioning it is that you and I will each uh, talk a little bit for about 15 minutes just about our own experience. And, and then um, we'll have like a first speaker, second speaker, they'll have a quick break and some snacks and then uh, two more. And we hope to have it wrapped up by about 8.30 p.m. Um, with the way the venue is, we couldn't get access till five o'clock. So the venue can't start till, the event can't start till 5.30. Um, but I think it's gonna be amazing. And even with any little hiccups and stuff, I think it'll all be great. I don't think that could be yeah. part of the experience too. Bunch and of people with ADHD hiccups. doing a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what well, what could possibly go wrong what here? Could go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm very very excited. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Me too. Um. And I think, like I was saying, like this morning when I just kind of woke up and realized, oh my god, I'm going to Cadre in a month, and oh my god, our event's coming up, and it's just like, Ooh. um. But it's it's all good stuff, right? Um. And, you know, I I feel like the last two years has been two and a half so isolating for so many people that's I think one of the reasons I'm really excited about this too because it's um it's it's tough uh to get good information I mean as we know TikTok's like on fire and it's funny like two weeks ago I was like I'm gonna start TikToking and I made an account and I haven't done anything with it 
Um, because, <laughs> because I realized yesterday, too, and there may be some listeners that follow the Nat ministry, and I really love the work that um, she does when she talks about rest and the importance of it. Um, I realized that I was actually lying awake at night stressing out about creating a TikTok presence. Mm. And the value in that, I don't think, is there. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be worth it for me to really... Um, yeah, to stress myself out or exhaust myself trying to do all those things. And I do feel like, you know, you can use social media can be used to reach people and that's great, but the algorithms are so messed up right now. And it's just like, and there's a lot of pushback on TikTok about ADHD educational content as well. People monetizing the crap out of it and whatever. And that's, you know, make money. It's fine. But I don't know. I just felt like I actually took any, I took the TikTok app and the Instagram app off my phone yesterday because I realized like on Instagram, all I do is post pictures of my dog and that's fine. But I actually, I wasted 20 minutes yesterday. Actually, it was closer to half an hour. I was trying <laughs> to choose the right song to go with the picture of my dog. And I'm like, four people see this. Like, why the f- like, who fucking cares, right? And I'm doing this and I'm giving this app all my attention. And that is attention that I should be using to rest, to make sure my body is at least well enough to show up at this conference um, in, in St. John's, show up for work, show up for you, show up for my partner, my dog. And I, I'm not able to do that if I'm all strung out because I can't yeah. find the right REM song. <laughs> Well, and you, you've brought up an interesting point there because um, so so the implication uh, in my mind is why is there a song on a picture? Well, because uh, they've moved everything over from stills to video. Uh, so yeah. so you basically have to kind of uh, present things as, as reels or as videos now if you want any presence in the feed. And um, yeah, it's it sucks. That's that's a big reason why I'm basically off Instagram. Um, I'm just I'm just not interested in video. You know, I don't I don't there's there's maybe it's just the the kinds of people that i follow but um you know i don't i don't see anyone in my feed that is excited about doing videos i uh there's a couple of um uh uh, music producers and whatnot that i follow on facebook and instagram and yeah, I saw I saw a video yesterday. So, you know, guys doing a, a quick promo for the new EP that he released. And the first thing out of his mouth is just like, all right, doing the video. I fucking hate this shit. You fucking hate this shit. But it's the only way anybody gets to see anything. <laughs> so instead of like, you know, just just posting the cover and like a, a link to the songs or whatever, I got to post a video of me talking about it. And it's like, yeah, man, this sucks. This guy doesn't want to do it. It doesn't, you know, pe- people people not being excited to make for content makes for bad content too yeah. like the the music itself is very very good and i'm excited to check the ep out mm-hmm. but it wasn't an engaging video because you know he's pissed off having to do it and same thing like i don't i don't want to do any of that stuff i don't want to be hanging out on on instagram and doing videos we talked about this recently mm-hmm. and yeah it's just like that 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 just it just seems punishing and punishing, uh, yes yeah it's it just it's just like who who is actually i saw i saw a tweet this morning that really kind of um um, what's I'm looking for? Uh, clarified something for me, or, or I guess summed up some of, of my thoughts in an interesting way. Uh, so somebody was talking about the changes to Instagram, specifically in the context of like being a person who was very into tattoo Instagram. Mm. And it's just like, 
all the content in their feed used to be pictures of people's work because that's what tattooists would post on Instagram. Here's a new piece I did for a client. Here's some flash that I drew. Uh, you know, here's I'm going to be in, in Portland at this shop for two weeks doing a residency, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But now it's just like so many it, it's it's uh obviously skewed towards uh young attractive uh tattoo artists and it's just them doing like lip sync reels of like when my client comes in to ask for a belly tattoo or all this kind of stuff yeah. and so it's like you know that's like who who does that benefit tattoo artists aren't supposed to be comedy writers like mm-hmm. just 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 it, 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 but but you know everyone has everyone's I guess been pigeonholed into having to be a performer of some stripe yes. now and that sucks like you know for for guys like this musician he's he's someone who you know for twenty probably closer to thirty years now very much used to being behind turntables DJing or behind a computer producing but not a person that engages with with crowds or like you know does publicity and all that kind of stuff because it's just like that's not he doesn't have to necessarily perform in that way he's he's producing the music and he's DJing which is a performance in itself but it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the sort of performance where you are expected to be engaging with the audience back and forth and kind of like posting your big smiling face Mm -hmm. with your wide eyes into into Instagram every morning and same thing with with artists like how many how many artists uh, visual artists do you know that are just like well, you know, I gotta, I gotta make reels of of me doing, you know, and some of that stuff is interesting. You know, you get you get process videos out of that stuff, which I think is cool. People do like a time lapse of their painting or whatever. But the option to just like post a still of your work and have it get any engagement whatsoever is pretty much off the table at this point. Yeah, and it's it's. I think the word punishing is so accurate to all of it because. I started to question yesterday. I was like, the ideas that I'm having, the things that are floating around in my head, are those ideas that um, that are kind of mine? Like, are they coming from my own experience? Or is my brain actually really being influenced by these things? And I realized the other day, like, I... Because, you know, I, I scroll through the things or whatever, and it's exactly that. Like, you're getting fed all this content. It's like, I like one video with a camel, and then I just get all these fucking TikToks of influencers yeah. and camels. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I, it's so, um, like, I know my mind is being manipulated. I know I, I rail on about this stuff all the time. I know that it's nefarious. I know it's extractive. I hate it. Um, but I, I actually had myself kind of convinced that it was okay to scroll through this stuff for a little bit. Then I realized that it's not because what it's doing is it's messing with my creativity in a way where I feel like I have to like come up with like, like three word content, like something that somebody's going to like save the audio and use it on their own thing and lip sync to it. Who fucking, no, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. Right. And I know a lot of, a lot of accounts are doing that. They come up with like, here's the cute thing to say to my dog. And then everyone's going to put that cute thing with their dog and what can, and I, yeah, <clears throat> it is punishing. It's exhausting. I, I think that you've touched on something really interesting there because, um, you know, uh, uh, we get into into you know we made a twitter for our show we made a a, an instagram for our show you're talking about looking at tiktok blah 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 um so the idea with with making these things is of course like well this will be great this will be a way for us to promote our content Mm -hmm. um but you don't wind up promoting your content on these platforms what you wind up doing is creating content for these platforms yes because you know like tiktok 
so so TikTok maybe isn't a great place to promote your podcast uh, unless you do want to put in the work of, of finding an interesting clip and then finding video to accompany it or whatever. But like we have this idea because like, OK, well, there's eyeballs there. So I, I have to like go and engage with that in some way and, mm-hmm. and, fi- and try and like find a, a share of that audience. But, you know, like if if getting a foothold on that platform means having to effectively learn a whole new language. Yeah. Like you're, you're learning like a visual and, and kind of mimetic language. Like you were just talking about, you're looking at like, what are the trends going on right now? Mm-hmm. What are, what are the popular people doing? Uh, you know, how, how can I kind of uh, capture the back off this or whatever? Um, and yeah. And, and I think that, if you if you are able to make content and engage with the platform in a way that feels honest and and real to you, like uh, like when we talked to Rena and she was talking about um you know uh, posting her her kind of depression TikToks mm-hmm. and stuff on there mm-hmm. and how much benefit that had for her, but like for me, um you know. I'm not a soundbite person. If I'm mm-hmm. if I'm talking, it's for a few minutes. Um, <laughs> and and so yeah, like the podcast medium is is very well suited for me for that mm-hmm. reason. Uh, uh, quick bites where I'm also having to like look right into the camera, and I had to like shave that day, and I have to like perform this other self and all that kind of stuff. That's that's that that becomes labor. Whereas mm-hmm. this just feels like fun. Like this is just me talking to my friend. I don't mind doing the editing and all that stuff. This this is a perf- performance don't get me wrong but it doesn't feel like one because mm-hmm. it feels like me behaving naturally in the way that I would if I was just hanging out with a friend so and that so yeah you just articulated it so well because I was trying to figure out why I would just get so tired I mean I'm already struggling with my energy but I would just get so tired whenever I looked at TikTok it just exhausted and I was just like why and then I, you're 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 articulating it because it's like there I'd have to like script and research and like do all this stuff and like that's what you would do to like make a movie or whatever right but it I don't know like there is a lot of labor involved there and and all social media is labor now like a lot of labor Mm -hmm. um and (laughs) I saw this thing and I haven't read the article I'll say that right away but that LinkedIn is now the oversharing platform where everyone's just like burying their soul and it's so true I've noticed this like trend on there where people are like when I was five I was molested by my cousin and I'm like oh my fucking god like this is like supposed to be where you find someone to do your copywriting what's happening Um, right and you know or so and so died and then everything is like spaced all the text is spaced really weird LinkedIn is so strange these days and I'm just like I go to look at it because I have to monitor the page for my job and I look at my own thing and I'm like I don't know two years ago I used to be on there quite a bit because I felt like there was a bit of a community and now it's just like, you just have to talk about your trauma <laughs> and how that relates to your career. And it's like, I don't know. Or people just, you know, people getting really angry about going back to the office, which is fair. I think it's kind of silly yep. that people are being so um, arbitrary about that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had to chuckle. I logged in this morning and literally the thing at the top of my feed was somebody talking about a family member that they had lost and how it impacted them and inspired them to like start a company. And I'm like... Why, why does everything have to be trauma now? Why? Like, can't, yeah, like, can't like, we just I'm, be? 
Yeah. I'm sure that that Aunt Carol would be very grateful to know that her death uh, helped you launch, um, you know, your your fucking Rocky Road uh, snack bar company or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Come on. It does. It's, like it's 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 so nakedly cynical. <laughs> it is so cynical. And it's like the total commodification of trauma. Right. It's just like I have suffered, but I have walked through the fire and look what I have brought you. Sign up for my course. It's only a thousand dollars a week. Like, I, yeah, I just, I can't, I can't even believe it. And, you know, I'm, I'm having some chuckles with you about this. Cause yeah, this, this thing that you and I've been doing for the last year, it usually doesn't feel like labor. Sometimes I get tired looking at the screen, but like, it doesn't feel like I, I don't get exhausted at the prospect of it. Right. And I always feel, um, like I have ideas floating around in my head afterwards. Like, yeah, it's just like you and I just hanging out and having conversations. And sometimes we bring people in with these amazing perspectives. And I love that. But it doesn't feel, yeah, like we have to be anyone other than ourselves here. And maybe that's why, maybe that's why the folks that continue to listen and tune in continue to do that. Because maybe they're a little bit fatigued, too, of everything. You know mm. what I don't like, Jordan? I'm just going to come right What's out that? and say it. Fucking ring lights in people's eyes. And on their glasses. I'm so sick of seeing that. Well, well, I left mine off today, but I've actually have. I don't know if you've noticed. I, I have had one have the last one. couple of episodes. I know. Yeah. You don't have them on today. Maybe that's why you feel comfortable saying that. But I fucking hate those things. It's like somebody's talking and there's like this little thing in their glasses. And then it's in their eyes. And it's just like, I can't look in your eyes because you look like something's trying to get out. Like you look like you're possessed <laughs> with something. I hate that ring lights have made like people think that that's. Yeah. Anyway, it's just such a good fill light, uh, especially because I am by the window yes. here, as you can see. So unfortunately, I have to kind of work in darkness in the middle of the day, which sucks. Or, uh, yeah, if I if I hadn't woken up so close to the time that we were recording, I probably would, would have, have set up on. my ring light. I mean, I have yeah, on uh, this guy, which I should have on because I know. Oh, nice. I'm like I have the window behind me and I'm kind of backlit. But yeah. No, yours is yours is a much better contrast than mine is because uh, you have shutter blinds, whereas all I have are these drapes. Mm. Um, so I can't I can't get like a filtered uh, light like you can. Uh, there's no way to kind of diffuse it. It's sort of all or nothing. Ah, OK. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I yeah. hope it, I didn't hurt your feelings with the ring light thing, but I just not like, at all. Not at it's all. Just weird. Uh, no, again, that's that's it's not something that I would choose. But I recognize that under certain circumstances, it really is the best tool for the job. And, um, you know, so that's something that, like I use that for for doing like self tapes for auditions and stuff like that mm. too um so you know there's there's I'm, I'm getting more mileage out of it than just uh uh you know talking to you on the podcast mm. um but is it like super natural supernatural is the wrong word uh is is it is it uh really natural to look at not so much um mm. but that's interesting actually now that i'm kind of thinking about it um so i've I, I'm 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 going to say that I was a bit of an early adopter when it came to the ring light thing. Mm. Um, I actually have for a long time, probably since about 2008. Uh, I bought one of those big alien bees ring flashes. Uh, when you remember all the all the alien bees shit was popping off, that was really popular for like entry level photographers. Mm. And yeah, and I I used that a lot. I got a lot of really really great photos with it. Um, haven't used it for a while, but uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of maybe maybe I was just kind of used to it already. 
and then when ring lights started to become like the the the, the dominant uh, thing for for streamers and video filmers of all stripes, um, yeah, uh, uh, you know, I, I had a little bit of background there already. So, mm-hmm. and I do remember, <laughs> I do re- like at iStock, I remember like when Tyler was doing all our all our portraits, he had a huge ring light, mm-hmm. and like when it's done properly, you don't get those creepy little things in your eyes, yes. right? Like, and so you know how to use it probably better than you know somebody who gets one at London Drugs and just like slaps it right in front so their eyes are like like that's what I I yeah anyway yes yeah it's it's all just kind of where you have uh where you have a position relative to the camera like you're supposed to have the camera in the center of the ring so that everything is is completely lit evenly and then um but yeah it's it's very hard uh, working with the angles um, when you're shooting this stuff yourself because you're pretty much filming yourself from dead on all the time. Mm-hmm. And that means because of the nature of the ring light that you're also lighting yourself from dead on where that's that's never that's never good. Like you are you are never lighting a photograph by putting one light right behind your camera and just pointing it right in your subject's face, right? Like you've got some shit going on overhead. You've got things from different angles from the sides or whatever, mm-hmm. but you're never just... Just like just like pointing, you know, four thousand lumens at a person's face and like, jeez. <laughs> and that's why most of the time I guess, I guess... use a three light setup and like um, right. reflectors and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the other thing is like social media has made people feel like they have to be like a one shot production studio. You know, like you got to well, do it all. Yeah. It's interesting though. Um, I feel like the 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 boomerang is maybe coming back the other way. I'm not. Have you heard of this be real thing? Mm-mm. So be real is a new Snapchat esque app, uh, is my understanding of it. And what it does? This is this is again my kind of secondhand knowledge because I I'm fucking forty years old. I'm not logging into some new shit at this point. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's like it's it's an app that you can choose to post kind of Snapchat-esque videos too, but um, basically you don't get to choose when you post. Like it kind of like pings you at certain oh, points or maybe I like your audience gets this. to choose or something. Yeah. And then so you kind of like, it, it just turns on both of your cameras and you got to like be real and like, okay, this is where I really am in the moment and this is what's going on. You know, you don't have time to uh, sweep all the crap out of your bed or uh, out under your bed and, and move things out of frame or whatever. But then it's just like, it, it, that, that, that to me just feels like being on call 24 seven for like some bullshit that you're not even getting paid for. Like that's insane. That's like reality <laughs> TV show. Like that's like, I mean, everyone is the star of their own reality show and a lot of these things, but then, yeah, that's it. Like that feels extractive too. Like if you're at a really vulnerable place, like you just experience like a, an actual trauma and something like, why would you want to broadcast that i understand like what they're trying to do in a way like keep things maybe less less filtered or less but yeah it, quote more authentic but what about our like okay so i saw something about this uh <laughs> yesterday on twitter of all places but what about our privacy though like we've just given it away so willingly over the last 15 years and now now the thing is like you know these on the street like flash interviews or whatever and it's just like i'm just minding my shit and you're gonna come up to me and tell me to take my earphones out and like reveal something and i'm not gonna sign a waiver 
Like none of them are yeah. none of them are signing like release forms or anything like that. Like you just go out in public and you're just like could end up on somebody's TikTok. Like God knows somebody. Sometimes I'm on the train and people have their phone like this and I could tell they're fucking filming and I'm like, mm. like I'll give them looks right. It's like come on man like. I don't want to be a star and somebody's like, look at this middle-aged lady, what does she's wearing? Don't wear that or whatever the fuck it is. Right. right? Like, I just feel like it's terrible. Um, but that is again, like that's like another level of performance. It's like, you're going out and now you have to consider like, is someone going to film the thing that I have on my dog and post it to their viral dog training account saying I'm using the wrong collar is like, like fuck man. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's always kind of been part of public life uh, Mm. since the invention of the camera, because, you know, it is it is totally fair game to film people in public, to shoot people in public, uh, to kind of and and because they are in public, you don't need, uh, you know, uh, a model release to to make photos of that and even to sell photos of that. I mean, we had that, there's that very famous case, uh, I want to say close to a decade ago, um, that, that photo of that, uh, I think it was a Hasidic guy, uh, that got taken. Um, and the photographer sold the print for something like 6 million bucks or something. And of course the subject of the photograph didn't see any of that. Um, and so that was kind of, again, like a big, debate about public photography and who owns the Mm. rights to your likeness and all this kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, currently, none of that stuff is actually, like, uh, uh, illegal in any way. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, yeah, it, it, it just, um, yeah, it, it just, just the idea that you're, that you're always having to perform in public. And that's, again, that's always been true. That's part of being in society mm. is, is filling a role and, and performing for your fellow humans uh, to some degree always, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, not, you're never going to do what is, what is... You're never going to like go off the rails and and do the thing that you want to do. That's like your innermost dark secret out in public because society has placed expectations on you that you won't, you know, pull down your pants and and drop a turd off the side of the train platform or whatever. Oh, but I might. Even though that would be very very funny. (laughs) Like even though that would be very funny, uh, generally you don't see that happen too often because we are we are all performing that we are upstanding members of society. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah like like that that doesn't mean that you necessarily like we can accept it but we don't have to like it Mm. and even like i i remember a time uh after playing a gig at the palomino and then i was waiting for a train with um with some of my drum equipment i was just standing on the train platform and yeah and there was like some some amateur photographer guy who was taking pictures of me from across and so i just like i just fucking grabbed my shit and I just turned around and just like faced the wall until he fucked off. Because again, like I can say, Hey, don't take my picture, whatever. Like in that, uh, there, there's the, he, that's his choice. He can respect my, my ask or not, but there is nothing that I can do. I can't, I can't say, ah, this guy's taking my picture. Nine one one. I can't mm. say, ah, this guy took my picture and now it's on his blog. Uh, like there's, there's, there's literally nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, fucking fucking talk to me you want to you want to take my picture like talk to me Mm. maybe i'll play ball but i just like it's it's that consent issue that you were talking Mm -hmm. about it's the same reason that i fucking hate pranks i Uh. hate like pranks and prank youtube so much for that exact reason of just like man so so you're gonna you're gonna you know like whatever do something really shitty to me you're gonna you're gonna break one of these these unwritten rules that I was just talking about that we all uh, agree to when we set foot out in society. And then when I react in what is like a pretty normal way for having like 
a, a big part of the social contract violated or whatever, all of a sudden now I'm the asshole. Yeah. Oh, it's on me because like, oh, it's just a prank. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. It's like, fuck off, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to fucking prank you with an aluminum baseball bat in your head. Prank, prank, <laughs> prank, prank. Prank, prank. prank this, <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good rant, Jordan, because I feel, I feel I feel you on that. And, and that's the other thing about social media is those things get shoved into your feed all the time. Like, I'm starting to yeah. see it on Twitter. I'm like, what is this? Like, I j- I'm here for, like, the angry civic discourse. I'm not here <laughs> for the pranks. I'm not here. I don't want to see somebody getting deliberately tripped or, like, a child, something. I know. No, thank you. Maybe some kittens, but I don't. I know. I'm, I'm here to find out, like, what kind of bullshit team is up to in the civic collection. I don't. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. It's overwhelming. And, you know, my ADHD brain is, like... I think that has contributed to my fatigue in the last little while because I have been sort mm. of all over these different platforms as part of my job, trying to get more traffic to the website. And it's hard. It's hard out there to like, there's competition um, in the ADHD space now that wasn't there five years ago because there's a lot more awareness sure. around it. It's escalated during the pandemic. It's, um, yeah, so I'm just trying to kind of come back to basics, like telling the stories, providing value to people, like, you know, writing something that will help them maybe get a better understanding of um, of their how their minds work and, um, and yeah. just try to keep it at that instead of, you know, I've been like, you know, we were trying to push the clinic director to do, you know, like dancing TikTok stuff. We were mostly kidding, but he was like, that's no, <laughs> that's, yeah. we're not doing that. And it would be ridiculous anyway. Like, come to work, you know, like that's so fucking like, we're not going to do that. Well, that's honestly, uh, I'm going to sound like an asshole saying this. Apologies to anyone if this offends. Uh, that's that's a big reason why, like, um, I, I can't take the NDP seriously anymore is because, like, they're just so they're just so fucking short on policy and long on, like, jug meat doing dancing TikToks or whatever. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, again, it's just it's just that I, it, it just feels like um it, it feels like putting the the performance first uh, uh, over your actual capacity to deliver on anything mm. is like, um, yeah, you're, you're just kind of like, yeah, you're 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 putting the cart before the horse, you know, like it, it in, instead of trying to sell someone on your ideas that aren't very good. What if you had ideas that were so good that they sold themselves? <laughs> that's that's you know what a I mean? really good point. I feel like on the municipal level, one city is really doing that in a bang up way. Um, but I will say to the NDP's credit, they did make that child dental credit happen. Um, which is now happening. Yes. Not, it should have happened faster. It should be more. But um, I, yeah, I, I agree with you that there is like song and song and dance time is fine for a certain demographic, but you're also appealing to a certain demographic that might not vote if it's Taco Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> like they might just miss voting because they have too many margaritas lunch. And I know that sounds awful because I know there's lots of folks that listen to us who are in the demographic and I'm not trying to be a jerk about it, but it's just like when you kind of, when you have a like a flighty or a flippant approach to things, then expect that the people involved in your movement are also going to be flighty and flippant. Like if you really want people to be committed, you have to show that you're also committed. That's that's you know, yeah. um, and that you're serious. And I think he is. Like I think they do have some good policies. So. But yeah, the NDP is like they're in. This stuff going on. I mean, that's a whole other episode right now. Like here in BC. <laughs> yes, I'm like, indeed. Oh my God, you guys, what are you doing? Um, 
And yeah, and like our mayor was a former NDP MP, and now we've got this scandal because one of the guys I actually follow on Twitter, Stanley Woodbine, who's he's he's a homeless writer. He writes for the Georgia Strait. He does not have a home because he can't afford one. Um, he's really smart. He found like a document that had like some fundraising captains for the for the uh, upcoming uh, mayoral race, and it's just like, oh shit. Kennedy, what are you doing, dude? Um, anyway, <laughs> so we're going to see, and that makes me nervous because I'm like, if Colleen Hardwich wins, I will lose my shit. Like, nothing new will get built in this city. Everybody will just be banished from the West Side that doesn't have a right. certain pass to go over there or whatever. I just, like, I'm so terrified of the the prospect of them winning. And Ken Sims no better. He's just like, we'll just give all the money to the cops. I'm like, that's not a plan. <laughs> like, anyway, um, I know we're coming up on an hour, my friend. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think before we wrap up, there actually is something I wanted to talk to you about off top. And then, of course, we went down 17 different roads. Mm. Um, But yeah, uh, uh, I think the last time we talked, you were talking about um, how, uh, you know, you 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 were tapering off meds and whatnot, mm. and part of that was uh, feeling like kind of getting getting part of your creative brain back. Yeah. And I know you've talked about some of the uh, exhaustion and stuff being an issue, but I'm just kind of curious how you're feeling on that front lately with like oh. creativeness and and getting kind of that stuff done. Um, I feel like there's a glimmer. Like I've I've been started sporadically doing morning pages again, um, and uh, I'm noticing. And noticing is a big part for me. Like, that's where it starts for me. And I know Mm. Julia Cameron writes so beautifully about that in the artist way. Like, that's why that book has such longevity and so many people still do it. Is because that's that's step one is noticing, right? Just, like, noticing your environment, noticing your feelings, noticing your body. And I'm doing that. And I feel like that's a good thing. Um, I'm not into anything yet. Like, I haven't started anything. I'm not writing anything new, per se, but I do feel that little glimmer. And I think getting off the bupropion for me has been a big part of that. So thanks for Mm. bringing it up. Um, And I did wonder if some of that fatigue was related, but um, the half-life of bupropion is such that it should be out of my system by now. Fuck, I did it again. It should be out of my system by now. Um, And I am still taking the uh, full quest for now, just because I don't want to... Right. I need a little something to keep me... uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, it has been... I I feel like this time of year is usually when I am at my most creative. It's pencil crayon season, you know? Like, I just want to, like, get all (laughs) my cords and just, like, you know, walk around in in the fall leaves and stuff, although... We have leaves on the ground here, but that's just because everything died because it's been too hot. Um, so it's not <laughs> quite the same, but we, you know, um, yeah. So I hope that answers your question because I do feel like it's yeah. coming back online. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What about your creative juice stuff? Yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely, I'm getting more done lately, which is good, uh, but not necessarily on a creative front. Um, I just, I've, I've had a, a much slower September than I'm used to, uh, sales wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have been fucking scrambling to make money. Um, so yeah, so, you know, uh, pretty much like, um, as far as like, as far like my, my time at home is mostly working and then I've got like, 
you know, uh, I've still got my outlets going on uh, in terms of I've got an improv group going. Mm -hmm. I teach improv Saturdays uh, a lot of the time or at least participate in the drop ins. Uh, And then I'm back to teaching that seniors class on Wednesdays, which has been quite a bit of fun. Um, But yeah, like I haven't I haven't really had time. I don't think I've opened Ableton or any sort of music software probably in three months. Mm. Um, And part part of that is just kind of like feeling like I'm at a bit of a creatively fallow point at that. And part of that has just been busyness. Um, so, so yeah, like, you know, I, I found myself a couple times in the last two days um, waking up with like a, a, a riff in my head or something like that and feeling like, okay, well, maybe I could like, maybe I'll be feeling up to like, wanting to work on some music or something fun soon mm-hmm. um but it hasn't happened yet i've just been too too kind of uh uh head down on on making money right now so yeah. um but yeah hopefully get back at some point um yeah uh does that answer your it question does. yeah and i mean i'm glad to hear you <laughs> nice. got some riffs in your head because i do want you to you know get into the creative stuff yeah. but i also know like when you're panicked about money it's you can't think about anything else i know that feeling so well it's so hard to create that yeah it, it's not even it's not even like like it, it's it's partly you're right that it's it's hard to take pleasure in fun things or creative projects when you have uh you know the the wolf at your door so to speak um but i it's not even around that it, it's it's not even around like not being able to change mindsets necessarily it's just like literally I, I'm just like spending all of my time working because because mm. I just need to make money. Um, so, yeah. So hopefully things start to sell soon. Uh, StoppedClockVintage.com. Check that out if you're in the market for, uh, uh, you know, some gently used clothing, uh, uh, housewares, books, etc. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, I don't know. So I guess we are at an hour now. Mm. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk uh, about? I know just that... Um you know, if you happen to find yourself in St. John's next week at the Cadre Conference, let's have a chat. Um, and we really hope you come to OMG, I Have ADHD, which is coming up yes. on October 20th, 2022, live in person. Jordan will be flying out from Calgary and we'll be here um, at the uh, Open Studio. Um, and it's going to be a really great event. Hart Kaplan's, Santini Manskiel. Um, Ryan Walter Regner and Anita Parhar from the Adult ADHD Center. So we hope you can make it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get that damn event thing ready before Jordan finishes editing so that it will be up in the show notes for you to click on through. No one will get turned away due to funds. Um, you know, we do hope that some people can chip in to help cover some of the costs, but um, we'll also record it. So if you can't be in person, we'll it'll be live on YouTube. Doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's, that's streaming. It'll be up on re- YouTube. And we're not going to make a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is a promise. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll probably end up eating my words. Somebody will talk me into doing some silly dance, and I'll be like pointing at text. I fucking hate the pointing at text. I wish they could stop that. <laughs> Seriously, like again, this this is what I just don't. I, I'm, I'm going to fucking get down a whole other wave here. But like, yeah, it's it's the whole video thing is so insane to me because it's like. Why don't we take text that takes literally three seconds to read and spread it out over 45 minutes with some asshole making fucking mawkish faces at the camera or whatever? Like how how who who prefers to to absorb stuff this way? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Yeah. I have heard that like Gen Z is actually using TikTok instead of Google now for information. Well, that's that's a separate issue. And again, uh, uh, you could talk. 
I could talk for at least 10 minutes about Google ruining their own site with uh, a spawn con and, and all this other stuff and ad placement. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I understand why people don't feel that they can get uh, easily get good information from Google anymore. I get yeah. that 100%. It's, it's, so. <laughs> re- it's become a bit of a toilet too, right? Like it is like it's ads at the top of the thing. And then, yeah, you don't even, people don't even realize they're clicking on ads half the time. And yeah, especially when it comes to ADHD stuff. Like when I first started Googling, whoo, the garbage that I was getting from Google. It was nasty. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you, Jordan Lane, for being such a rad guy. Thank you, Robbie. Uh, it's a pleasure to chat as always. And uh, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash holy shit, I have ADHD if you would like to become a patron. Um, and yeah, uh, I will definitely wait till we've got an Eventbrite page to post this episode. So you can go down to the episode description and get tickets for the OMG, I have ADHD event October 20th in Vancouver. Um, yeah, thanks again. Bye for now. If you enjoyed Holy Shit, I Have ADHD, subscribing to and reviewing it on your podcast platform of choice helps more neurodivergent folks find us, as does following and promoting the show on social media. A full list of platforms is on our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash holy shit, I have ADHD. While you're there, why not leave us a voicemail? You can also share your thoughts on this episode or your own ADHD experiences with us at you guessed it, holy shit, I have ADHD at gmail.com or via our social media pages in the episode notes. Bye for now and hyper focus on the positive.